the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Media and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader. 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? We can talk about it. It's always the name of the game on this show. First and foremost, the S&P 500 closed May up. January up. February up. March up. April up. May up. Is this the time for a decline? That's a hell of a question. Some of the... Answers lie in what will the Federal Reserve state going forward? Will they taper at the end of this year? Taper meaning that silly, ridiculous word of cutting down ever so slightly the purchases of buying debt. Is that what's in store? Mm. Wish that were that easy, right? So the Month of May, positive. We're waiting for a correction because we had us up November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Too much, right? Will there be some rebalancing? I.e., we're like, hey, the S&P 500, these large cap companies have done so great. Let's look at some small cap companies or mid cap companies or emerging markets or international investments. The selling on Friday accelerated. That's got people a little bit on the spooked side, to say the least. In the sense that not only did May have great up days, but May also had some big down days. So, a lot of drama. You know what I always say, save the drama for your mama. Investors are grappling with the potential of tapering. Major averages sit at two-week lows. As month of June begins, let's take a look at that month of June beginning in the world of stock market. The SP 500 up one, the Dow up 64, Nasdaq up five, uh, down five, down two. Let's jump around, jump, jump, jump around. Ten-year Treasury still sits at that 2.16 percent, and just to give you an idea of what that means, Coca-Cola last week was yielding three percent. You own 100 shares of Coca-Cola, you'd get 2.8, you'd get 3.5%, right? Now, last week, as the 10-year Treasury went up, Coca-Cola's stock went down. So, what do you want to own? Coca-Cola? Not so much growth. International currency play, international play. 
emerging markets play. Pepsi's got a similar dividend yield. They got murdered last week. Big blue chip companies that pay dividends got crushed. Verizon went from 54 to 48. So there was a shift last week from big cap companies that you know and love. AT&T went from 39 to 35. There was a shift last week from these companies that paid a nice dividend to maybe we're going to take some of that dividend play off and go back in the treasury. Nike paid, you know, pays about 1.4% right now. They had a bad week last week going from $66 to $61. Keep in mind, I'm still saying the stock market had a good week last week, right? Are you tracking with what I'm saying? Now, last week, Intel went buck higher. It yields 3.7%. My angle is financial stocks, which reported record earnings. And I don't really care if they get it from local economies, regional economies, international economies. I'm not saying that I don't care. I'm telling you, record earnings are record earnings. Do I really care how they got there? I do. Am I going to obsess over it? I won't. Anyway. Apple setting themselves up for something that they don't want to get into. I own shares of Apple. They're setting themselves up for a fight with the Justice Department. They're also setting themselves up for and by the way, that Justice Department fights over ebooks. They're also setting themselves up for introducing something this week before next week's developers conference to maybe buy Hulu, to maybe buy Pandora, compete with Hulu, compete with Pandora. So you kind of get the idea of what we're dealing with out there, I hope. Again, we're now in the month of June. We're having a great stock market. PMI report from the Chinese government showed a modest expansion. Any number over 50 says you're expanding. number under 50 says you're contracting. So, caution flag? To say that they're modestly, modestly expanding? Yeah, it's, it's a caution flag. Chinese economies now mean we pay attention to them. China affects Asia. There's three major economies in the world. Asian, European, North American. That is not to take away from South America or Africa. Okay, maybe it is. So resilience is a word that I always look for in people. If you're going to be my friend, be my friend in good times and bad times. If you're going to be my business partner, be my business partner in good times and bad times. Resiliency on the stock market. New money's being put to work on the first day of the month. Now, again, buying the dip mentality has worked so far for November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Will it work in June? I don't know. Friday told me that, you know, some big blue chip companies have seen some selling. 
And if they rally this week, they'll probably see some selling again. Because that 10-year Treasury store is real. If the 10-year Treasury yields 1.5%, it's less attractive than a big blue chip company. Over two, two and a half, three. Big blue chips, I don't necessarily need to own them. I don't necessarily need that risk if I'm looking for income. So a failure to rebound trade today could be negative for the markets. I know you're saying, is that really where we're at, a failure to rebound trade? It kind of is. Got a couple events coming up in Palo Alto this Saturday. You can learn more about them at robblack.com. I will talk about the economy. I will talk about much, much more. Today, Amgen's melanoma drug TVAC was shown in an interim trial to improve survival in certain skin cancer patients. That's nice. It's nice to see we're making some headway against cancer, especially melanoma. We're not making a lot of headway against Alzheimer's disease. Microsoft's working on what may be turn out to be a big restructuring of the company. That stock continues to march higher. Apple's defending themselves against fixed prices of electronic books. Rio Tinto drawing suitors for its Canadian iron ore operations. Iron ore had a horrible week last week. That's not a positive sign for the economy. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon this Saturday at the Elks Lodge Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com. Money 102. Wealth Accumulation Portfolio Structure. From 1 to 4 at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Still looking at very big delays. Heading through San Mateo. Some open... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. What do you want to talk about? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. In the last month, I've been emailed and lambasted that I talk too fast. I've been emailed and lambasted that I pause too much. Typically, the pauses come from trying to find the right stories for you trying to find the right ideas. Doing a stock market show in real time causes some pauses. Chrysler and, Re- and Nissan report higher than expected May sales. Ford, better than expected sales. Does that tell us anything? You're damn right it tells us something. There is a correlation between the stock market and auto sales. If you were to put car sales, light vehicle sales, annual growth versus the S&P 500 chart, going back to 2006, they mirror each other almost to a T. 
So do I care about auto sales? You're damn right I do. You should too. So today when we see strong auto sales come out of Chrysler, out of Ford, later this morning we'll get GM. I want to take that context and understand it. I think you do too. I hope you do. Apple antitrust suit over ebooks set for trial. That's not good news for Apple. It's not necessarily bad news, but it's not good news. Anytime the government investigates you, trust me, it ends badly. The government has unlimited resources. Now, some people would look at Apple and say, well, they probably have unlimited resources as well with all their cash. They kind of do. I'm not going to deny that. But on a day where the SP 500 is up 5, the Dow's up 96, the NASDAQ's up 4, and Apple's down a point, a fraction, it's still telling you something's not quite right. Is the housing recovery a sham? You bet it is, unless we add jobs. Is the housing recovery a sham based on interest rates? You bet it is. When interest rates move higher, people will be able to afford a lot less. And just to show you how that works, go to a mortgage calculator, Google Mortgage Calculator, put in your house what it's worth today at 4% interest rates versus what it's at 5% interest rates, and you're going to see it's a lot less affordable. Now, someone moved into my area recently. 20 bidders, they were the number one. Did they overbid? Yeah, they overbid. Are they prepared for a worst case scenario? No. Why? Because they overbid. GM says sales strongest since September 2008. Chrysler says, Nissan says, Toyota says, economy winner. So again, I do try to get as much information out of the economy as I can from you know basic economic data. Do I care that 7-Eleven is going to more than double North American stores? Not really. Do I care if they take over you know, locations like Dollar Store? Maybe. But the headline that 7-Eleven has been in more than double North American stores drives me crazy. Never, ever buy stuff at 7-Eleven except for Slurpees. Maybe beer when you absolutely positively need it. And milk. But if you ever price anything else in there, it's overpriced compared to competitors. Let's say you have an affinity for bagel bite pizzas. And you stop at 7-Eleven every day to pick up some bagel bite pizzas. They're going to charge you $354. You go into Safeway, it's under $2. For the convenience that you get, you pay a price. In North America, 7-Eleven could increase our store number to 20000 or even 30000 And this is a Tokyo-based company. I find that not ironic that a lot of blue-collar construction workers shop at Safeway for their meals. But it's kind of interesting. So 7-Eleven, one of the biggest convenience store operators by number of outlets, 
is trying to strengthen its competitiveness in local markets. Strengthened consumer spending is more likely to bring people into their stores. Huge potential expansion. Analysts will raise their expectations, publicly traded company, due to quality of operations. And that's the story of how many stores they open up. Now, 7-Elevens and Japanese food retailers, because this is a Japanese-based company, are expanding in China, Thailand, Vietnam. Because Japan does not have a great demographic back at home. So 7-Eleven, how much do you think they do in sales per year? $17.9 billion. Now that's a drop in the bucket compared to Walmart. But it's pretty impressive if you think about it. I don't know. Some of this has to be sinking in on you. If not, I'm in trouble. So one thing that I want you to do, and this is one thing that I'm going to go over at my seminars this weekend in Palo Alto at the Money 102 event, is write down 20, 25 things that you believe in. I believe in being flexible. You have to be flexible because business by nature is dynamic. It's not static. So as an investor, you have to be willing to change. You need to say goodbye to hope and look at numbers. When CEO quits for personal reasons, that's probably a bad sign. In an Indian tribe, if the chief were to quit, I give up being chief. In the United States, if the president were to say, I give up being president, it's tantamount similar to a CEO doing the same thing for personal reasons. No one quits while they're ahead. They quit when things are looking rough. So says Nixon. So says chief. So says CEOs. When the economy is hot and sexy, you're going to want to own growth stocks. Don't change your business plan of investing. Look at TV critically. Don't look at it as lovingly when it comes to financial issues. Got big events coming up this weekend. A Money 102, as well as a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Basically, one's from 9 to noon and one's from 1 to 4. You can sign up, learn more about both events at Rob. Hi there. Uh, two hot dogs, please. Oh, honey, this has been the perfect getaway, and I can't believe how much money we saved with Hotels.com. If people find out we've got extra money. Oh, sweetie, relax. Here you go. How much? For you, they're the perfect place at the perfect price. And your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Dig this song, somebody that I used to know. I used to know somebody last year. 
We all have, right? Somebody that I used to know written by a combination that you won't typically hear. Belgian-Australian singer-songwriter. Gotye. Gotcha. New Zealand singer-guitarist Kimbra. She's the chick in the song. The song was recorded at Gotye's parents' house. Awesome, right? It's got what's referred to as a mid-tempo. Um, it samples a song from 1967, a song called Seville. It sounds incredibly like Goche's voice, like Sting. Maybe a little Peter Gabriel. Maybe a little Bon Iver. It's a signature song for somebody. It's been performed numerous times on horrific shows like American Idol and The Voice. Um, I don't know. It's one of those songs that I, I dig because it, it there's a relationship inside of it of somebody that you used to know. And it's, you know, relationships breaking up. One thing that I can tell you is all small businesses are meant to end. All small groups will end. Whether it be the Beatles, who had the most successful you know, musical career. And again, I'm not going to get into an argument about this, right? The, I think the Rolling Stones are better than the Beatles. I'm not that. Um, I'd rather go, you know, on that angle that small businesses fail. You know, I think it's an unofficial anthem for breakups. The dude's bummed. He's depressed. He's basically telling her, you know, you know, have to be mean to me. And then, bam, out of nowhere, she's like, I have an opinion on this, too. And I'm sick of you. Anyhow, in any way, things are meant to end. Even the best stock in the world will eventually end. Will it end by being pushed into the the sun, or will it end because the company fails? I don't have an answer for you. Let's take a look at the market numbers. And for the record, people that move on to people that they would never have in the first place are sad and pathetic. Shame on you. SP 500 up 5, the Dow up 96, the NASDAQ up 4. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton of NewFocusFinancial.com. He's a certified financial planner. That's what he does for a living. Chad, one of the products out there, and Wall Street's products, whether you think of it as products or not, it is. Stock's a product. Mutual fund's a product. There's a commission involved, an exchange of money. But one of the products out there are are annuities. Mm -hmm. And annuities have some promises to them because they're insurance companies, but they also have some investments to them because they're investment products as well. Yeah, and you know, I know a lot about annuities because when I got into the business, I got in, um, started working with my grandfather. He worked at banks for years selling annuities and mutual funds, and back then, annuities were a very attractive product because capital gains taxes were at 27%, right? So anytime you changed an investment, you'd get nailed with taxes, so deferring that in an annuity made a lot of sense. Well, deferring that in an annuity these days when capital gains taxes are at 15% or even 20 if they go up to 20% next year, they're just not as attractive because the fees and variable annuities 
are usually one and a half to three percent higher than just buying a mutual fund directly. So the higher fees eat up all of the tax incentives that you get for doing it these days. And unfortunately, it, it ends up being one of the hottest selling products out there when there's a lot of market fear because they offer certain bells and whistles, which you really end up paying for. And do you need those bells and whistles? To me, an investment is 20 to 40 years, minimum five. Yeah. So 99% of people know. Um, so in a, in, first of all, there's no load variable annuity products, and I've right. used, I use a couple of them because okay. they're pretty good. They're great bond alternatives, and I'll talk about that maybe in a minute if we have time. But but the benefits that you don't really need, first of all, what the company usually says is that, let's say you put in $100,000 and the market tanks 50% and you die. Okay. And the, the account's worth 50. Your heirs will get the original $100,000. But they charge like 1.5% a year for that death benefit, right? For a $50,000 death benefit. 1.5% on hundred grand is $1,500. You could probably buy $500,000 of life insurance for that. So the only person that would want that is if... You're scared of the market, you know you're going to die in the next couple of years, and you want a death benefit for your heirs, then you might buy a variable annuity that has a death benefit guarantee. But again, you're also looking at a low-cost variable annuity. And the problem with variable annuities is most of them are sold by insurance guys who don't really know about investments because they know about insurance. So there are a couple good no-load variable annuities. You know a variable annuity is bad if, number one, it ties up your money for a period of time. So if it ties up your money for over a year... It's a loaded product. Somebody's getting a commission. Big right? commission. Not yeah. just a small commission. Big commission. If the internal fees are, you know, approaching that 2% range, you know it's a big loaded product. And, and the sales pitches are really good because the person selling it to you makes usually 5 to 7% on what you put in. So $100,000 is a $7,000 commission. And they could go as high as 9%. Right. And they, they, they act like they're going to help you manage your money because usually inside these things there's 30 different investment choices that look like mutual funds. And they set you up initially, and then you never hear from them again because they're looking for the next you to sell to. So the other benefit that is out there that people are buying most of now is the lifetime guarantee benefit. Okay. And unfortunately, people think that their principal is guaranteed. All that the insurance companies are doing is saying that if you put in $100,000, we'll guarantee that we'll pay out at, you know, 4 or 5% a year for the rest of your life no matter what the market does. Okay? Um, But... The problem is, is that on the high fee ones, you end up paying for that in the long run because they, they, the way that the fees are structured, it ends up eating in so much to the principal value that you end up behind the game in 10 years. Some of the no-load products, though, that are out there that offer 55 to 6% for the rest of your life no matter what the market does, and they have lower fees, like around the 1.6% range, it's a decent bond alternative for part of your IRA account. But only until bonds are... are you know, get to that 5 to 6% yield range. So let's say in three years you want to just buy the bonds directly, you're, you're going to want to be able to get out of the variable annuity. But, Rob, with, with all that said, it is a good idea to have at least 20% of your income coming from, in retirement, some sort of a guaranteed source outside of Social Security. Okay. So that's why I am using some no-load uh, annuities that guarantee income for life for, you know, maybe 5 to 20% of a portfolio, depending on the situation. But they're no-load products, so that if I want to leave in two years, I can get my client out of them without any additional costs. Good stuff. Anything else that we need to know about? Um, younger people, it's just, you know, there's really not a lot of need for younger people to save in variable annuities. The way that you'd structure it is, is that 
you buy low cost, low turnover total stock market and index funds in your taxable accounts and you know, your balanced, your international, your small cap and your retirement accounts and you'll essentially get a lot of tax deferral that way anyways. So don't younger people shouldn't be paying for the higher fees and variable annuities at all. Fixed annuities, they're great products when interest rates are like six, seven, eight percent, but they're not at six, seven, eight percent right now. No, it's, it's you get you run too much risk because most of the time fixed annuities will tie your money up for three to five years, like in a like a CD. Yeah, and they, but they're not guaranteed by the FDIC; they're guaranteed by the insurance company offering them. So um, you can look at them though when yeah rates are higher and they're coming down. Um, they're they're again a good bond or a cash alternative if you're getting them from higher rated insurance companies and if they're only like three to five years long and you know you don't need the money for that period of time. Sounds good. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com and he is a certified financial planner. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 112 dead in a fire at a poultry plant in China. A couple weeks ago, we saw a factory in Bangladesh. Similar story. Clothing factory, poultry plant. 112 people die processing poultry. Tells you one of the reasons why China's going out and trying to buy a hog hog company in the United States. country's worst fire in more than a decade. Slaughterhouse gate was locked when the fire broke out, but about 100 workers were able still to escape. But you have a complicated interior structure that basically helped bring the demise of 112 people. That's crazy. How about this for a crazy headline? Starbucks. Starbucks. Under fire for supposedly brewing coffee with toilet water. Now, this is in Hong Kong. It's been a practice that's been normal. The faucet used to obtain the water for the coffee is located just feet away from a urinal. Um, Starbucks noted that the coffee shop does not have a direct water connection, so it has to obtain water from the closest water source. But customers can't be happy with that, right? I don't know. Maybe they are. (laughs) Maybe people just... It just doesn't matter, as Bill Murray once said in a summertime movie as a child. It just doesn't matter. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, i got two events coming up this weekend where you can meet CFP, Chad Burton, and myself. I hope you do come out. I'd love to see you. Find me online at robblack.com. It's in Palo Alto this weekend, Saturday. Sign up at robblack.com. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, we all know that I'm ridiculous. I like a pop song. Yeah. Love to sing along. I despise 
electronica dance music. Don't know why. Thing that I despise more, people that exploit animals, like I did or odd writers. Anyone that exploits an animal or a child, death penalty in my world. Vote Rob Black. Anyway, um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. A lot of it's so 21st century. Like, I hate Ticketmaster. You hate Ticketmaster. They charge ridiculous fees in a business world that's basically a monopoly for tickets. So I found it ridiculous when you go to check out a show. You're like, okay, okay, okay. I'll pay face for the ticket. I'll pay ridiculous fees. It's better than getting it on StubHub overpriced, right? And then the CAPTCHA code. You know what a CAPTCHA code is, right? CAPTCHA code being the code that you have to punch in because you've got 60 seconds or three minutes to lock in your ticket prices while you go find your credit card. The CAPTCHA code now is... An advertisement. This Networks is advertising on uh, Ticketmaster. So you go buy your tickets and the capture phrases save with this. It's just another reason to hate the Monopoly. Now, give them credit. In the 1980s, Ticketmaster went to all the major universities. They went to a lot of major retailers and said, we'll give you the equipment. People will show up at your store to buy concert tickets, sporting event tickets. While they're at your store, they'll probably buy something. So we'll put the equipment in your store. Brilliant, right? You know the most powerful form of advertising is if you go to Costco and you walk around, all the free samples. Because you're already saying, I'm going to buy something, and here it is, you're consuming it. Wow, right? So Ticketmaster has something. As an advertiser, I absolutely positively would love that. As a consumer, I absolutely positively revile it. There's a photo out right now of an employee looking at a stack of taco shells. You know, last week we heard some crazy story about a Domino's racist employee. No, a Pop John's racist employee. Now, Employee who's licking a thing of taco shells, kind of like uh, 15 of them stacked up, that stack of taco shells could have been destined for the trash bin. But the fact that someone takes the time to post it and share it after taking the photo, the company hasn't commented, Taco Bell, on the validity of it. There was an employee last year who was fired from Taco Bell after he tweeted a picture of himself peeing on nacho shells. Should I be more politically correct and say urinating? Maybe. But that's our workforce in this day and age. And the fact that they put it social, that almost makes me go insane. If you're a parent, Tell your kids not to do stupid things, but definitely don't do stupid things and post it on Facebook. You can't fix stupid. One in ten Americans 
who are young have been rejected for a job because of social media use. One in ten Americans age 16 to 24 are losing potential job offers because of comments or pictures online. I've got an online account, Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, Facebook fan page, Cron4 Rob Black. But there's no way, in any way, shape, or form, I would ever post anything that shows me in negative light. I will go as far as to say, if you take a photo of me, don't post it. Please remove it. Despite two-thirds of the respondents say they're not concerned of their social media and how it can harm their future, one in ten people in America, young people, have been turned down because of pictures on Facebook or comments. It's become so central, it almost seems like an anachronism to a lot of people. So please, please be careful. One in ten Americans. Like, it's a tough enough job market out there. Like, you don't need to make it tougher on yourself unless you're stupid. Stupid is, stupid does. And a lot of people are stupid. I will give you credit for that. So stock market manufacturing report came out this morning. And Wall Street didn't like it. It's basically confirming what we kind of know. Second quarter... Weak economically speaking. But the story of Wall Street is all about 2013's back half of the year. Market was going along crazy good. The Dow's up 57 because Merck is rallying. SP 500's down 1, the NASDAQ's down 14. After that manufacturing report this morning came out and it was weak, it sinks to a June 2009 level. With that said, I don't know. I'm not going to get too crazy on you. Speaking of Merck, though, Merck's rally, and they're part of the big Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. And I'm not a big fan of the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 as what the market's doing, because it's 30 stocks. But one of those 30s having a great day. Two of them, Intel up 4.5%, Merck up 4.9%, and the broader market's lower because of manufacturing. Merck's got a new positive result from a melanoma drug. So go this weekend, lay out in the sun, butter yourself up, because Merck will, Merck will save you with melanoma down the road. That's the thought, right? Big event coming up this weekend. This weekend, next Saturday. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Sign-ups are going really well. One on wealth preservation in the morning from 9 to noon, retirement planning. And one on accumulating wealth from one to four. Sign up at robblack.com. According to the experts, many of America's bridges and roads... Mysteries have been studied through the ages. Owing is not an actor, but a real-life story from Business Network. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Happy... Monday to you, ladies and gentlemen. Ding dong, diddly ding dong. It's seven past the hour. You have 53 minutes to get to work. I am not a radio DJ. I don't want to be a radio DJ. I want to have an opinion. As a teenage kid, that's all I wanted. Went through a lot of therapy because my dad didn't want us to have opinions. I came out on the better side of it. He wasn't that bad of a dad, but we all want to have an opinion. 
probably, like, to me, the most human instinct there is. I'm glad that I've got a platform to share opinions. I hope you get something out of my opinions. Whether it be, did you see that episode last night of Game of Thrones, The Red Wedding? Brutal. Brutal. I'm not going to spoil it. Other than to say, brutal. Um, Stark family's going down fast. But Twitter outraged. People are going crazy over a good-looking guy and his mother and his wife getting killed at a wedding. Oops, maybe I just spoiled it. Like, have you ever gone to a wedding and wedding party members get killed? So the Internet's going crazy, and that's showing you the power of Twitter. It is a new thing, so to speak, as far as news outlets go. And I like seeing it. I do. Sean Jackson, he's rumored to be interested in Jay-Z's new uh, sports agency. Wow. There's an interesting thought. Hip-hop mogul turns into sports agent. Have we always said, you and me, that I'd play that game for free if I could? Well, you can't. And there's no chance that agents will ever let that happen. Change in business model? Yeah, it is. Old school, watch out. Jay-Z's in the, in the hood. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. The big story this morning happened 30 minutes into the market. Not this weekend, but 30 minutes into the market. Mondays are a tough day. I don't like up Mondays in large part because over the weekend, there's typically something you can growls about. The political shows on Sunday morning. Ah, President's ruining the economy. Hey, the president's making the economy better. Ah, stock market's overvalued. Hey, corporate America's gr- reporting record profits. So there's usually something to growls about. So I don't really like up Mondays. But this morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. East Coast time, the manufacturing report showed the lowest reading since June of 2009. We're expecting a reading slightly above break-even, i.e. growth. A reading above 50 growth, a reading under 50 contraction. We're expecting slightly above growth. We got slightly beneath growth. Now, a 49 reading is not horrific, but it's not good. We know that the second quarter is be the toughest of the year. Production down, new orders down. Backlog orders contracting, supplier deliveries contracting, business inventories contracting, business inventory, customer inventories contracting. We saw an increase in exports and increase in imports, but this was not a good number. In no way, shape, or form. Ford trucks are selling really well. Chrysler trucks selling really, really well. There is a direct correlation between home prices and car sales. There's a direct correlation between uh, car sales and jobs growth. Low rates, 
eh, there's a correlation. As lower as rates go lower, people buy more cars. But there's also a direct correlation between strengthened car sales with strengthened stock market. Construction is boosting truck sales, which is a further piece of data that you get out of the report today on car sales. But you also get the average age of U.S. lightweight vehicles continuing to age in America. So average Americans keeping a car around 11 and a half years. That's an old fleet. And again, if we all to get in our cars and drive today, we'd call it the U.S. fleet of cars. And you're saying, I kind of think of fleets as military boats. Yeah, think bigger. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about Game of Thrones. We could talk about a poultry fire in China. Starbucks caught using toilet water. Frank Lautenberg dead. New Jersey senator. He's 89 years old. What's interesting to note about him, in my opinion, is that he was one of the very first senators that took on cigarette smoke. He was considered a leader for causes, progressive causes. He was directly responsible for you know laws that were tougher on domestic violence laws that were tougher on purchasing a firearm domestic abusers have trouble obtaining guns because of him he also is known for doing the ban on smoking on an airplane i know you're saying i'm 30 years old no one's ever been able to smoke on airplanes look i'm not 30 But I can tell you, people have been able to smoke on airplanes. I remember. And when you get on a plane that has an ashtray, it freaks me out. I don't know if it freaks you out, but I'm like, this is an old airplane. (laughs) Microsoft tablet sales are so terrible that they're slashing prices. But Microsoft's also announcing a reorganization. That stock's been moving higher. They want to become a, a tablets and services company. That's not the direct quote of what the company wants to be, but it's close. Steve Ballmer wants to be a devices and services company. Speaking of which, I've got a copy of 25 sayings that Warren Buffett is famous for. If you want a copy of it, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. One of the quotes that is in this sheet that I'll send out to you, if you drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, is most people get interested in stocks when everyone else is. The time to get interested is when no one else is. You can't buy what's popular and do well. That's pretty much so true. Another quote is, in the business world, the rearview mirror is always clearer than the windshield. It's also true. I dig Warren Buffett. Everyone should have some idea of what they believe in. I do. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. This Friday, we're going to get payroll numbers. And I think it's the most important piece of data of the month. We're going to look particularly at hours worked. We're not looking for major changes in payrolls. We're looking for people working more 
and that will lead to changes in payroll. Got two big events coming up in Palo Alto this weekend at the Elks Lodge on Saturday. One on wealth preservation, one on wealth creation. Sign up and more information at robblack.com. And the NASDAQ down 25. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Squeezing a quick call. Winston from Oakland, how are you? Doing good, how are you? Doing okay. I have a couple I have a um two part question if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um the first question is what do you think about the economic potential of three D printers? Three D printers. Huge. It's one of the big tech advances going on right now. So is this something that you would suggest investing in? I would suggest in a diverse portfolio first, adding a little bit of salt and pepper later. 3D printing is more like cayenne pepper later. So you need all your staples. Look at a baseball team, first base, different than second base, third base. You know, you need a defensive catcher, aggressive catcher. To me, 3D printing is like the Barry Bonds where you know he's got doing steroids. You know that he might get kicked out of baseball, but he's going to sell a lot of jerseys. And he's going to bring people to the stadium, and he's going to bring a lot of excitement. So, yeah, 3D printing is for real. Okay, thank you. Um, the second part is when all of these college students continue to graduate college every year, land themselves in large amounts of debt, some debt in the six figures or more, and they can't get jobs, what, what is the government going to do with all of this debt? Um, it's a trillion-dollar question. Um, we're seeing Congress try to work on a solution at this point in time, and thanks for the call. Um, you know, do you do lower interest rates? Do you tie it to the 10-year Treasury plus X amount? I don't care. Ultimately, is I have to work with what I'm dealt. Yeah, there's a subprime mortgage problem happening again. So, yeah, I'm going to change my portfolio again. Yeah, there's a problem with young people not working contributing to retirement young people starting later, but it also builds up a pent-up demand for when they do get a job. So if I were a congressman, I would force retirement on people so that younger people can get jobs and start paying taxes. I know it sounds crazy. I would make it eligible for people to retire sooner rather than later. Um, Again, I'm not a congressman. I don't pretend to be, uh, but that's part of the issue, right? Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. SP 500 is down 1. The Dow is up 57. The NASDAQ down 14. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com, or you can find him at NewFocusFinancial.com. He's with NewFocus Financial. Talking about transitioning to a retirement portfolio, I say that you accumulate wealth from age 20 to 50, and you start managing wealth from age 50 to 100. And again, that's not set in stone, but that's the general concept. Mr. Burton, transitioning to a retirement portfolio. What's your thoughts? Well, when I walk people through this, I've got to gotta give them some general market history, which sometimes is boring, but it, it surprises me how many people Bore me. don't really realize this stuff. So the market, as you talk about all the time, is positive 70% of the time. Right. Three out of 10 years, negative. Seven out of 10 years, positive. So pretty good odds. Best odds on the planet. Right. And when you're building wealth 
you know, up until your mid to late 50s, it, it, t- timing the market doesn't really matter a lot. Right. The thing that you need to focus on is the asset classes that have done really well over 10 years but are doing really poorly in the last one to three. Those are the ones you should actually be buying. Um, so it's not – it's really you can control your – your asset allocation with where you're sending your your new purchases. Give me an example of that. Well, so every three years, typically asset classes change. Uh, they go through a cycle. So whether it's looking at sectors of the economy like telecom, like technology, healthcare. If you look at, uh, there's a chart that I talk about a lot called Callan Periodic Table of Investments. Right. And you can see that whether it's an asset class chart or a sector chart, that asset class or sector will be the best place to be for two to three years in a row, and within two to three years, it'll be one of the worst places to be. And so um, the real active wealth builder, the way they rebalance their portfolios will be changing where they're contributing their money and buying the stuff that looks like it's on sale. Where everybody else is running away from it, that's what they're buying that year. Okay? I'm with you. In retirement, timing is everything. Because if you go in, you build this balanced portfolio over these years and years of, of work, and then you just dollar cost average in reverse. In other words, you sell every month instead of buy every month. Well, if you sell during the downturns, you're selling. That is gone. That's lost potential forever. So if you would have had to sell your portfolio between 2008 and 2009, when the market was down 40-plus percent, and then you had to sell 5 or 10% to live, you're never going to recover. That's gone. It's out of your portfolio forever. So that's why, and when you look back at the stock market history, there's only been two periods in a row where the market's been negative three years in a row. Runs right after the Great Depression, right. like late 30s, and then um, 2000, 2001, and 2002. The only three years in a row that we've had. We've had several two-year periods in a row, like 73 and 74, the market was down 40%. Right. Next two years, the market was up 60%. Okay. So... The volatility isn't new. It's been with us forever. It's just in your face with you know financial shows out there all the time. So the biggest point as you as you look at and you're 10 years out from retirement, one of your biggest things is, how, okay, I have a balanced portfolio. How do I get to the point where I have three years' worth of expenses, of portfolio draws, and cash? So the first thing you need to do is say, here's my expenses in retirement, and here's my automatic income from, like, Social Security and pensions. So again, a, a simple math would be if you if you need 100 grand to pay your taxes, your expenses, healthcare costs, everything, and you're getting 50 from Social Security and pensions, you know that you need 50,000 a year from your portfolio. So five years prior to retirement, you need three years of that, or 150,000 dollars in that person's scenario, in safe money. That takes out one of the biggest risks of timing in retirement, so that you you have three year cushion that you don't have to draw on the portfolio when you're in a down market. And then by the other strategies of dividend-paying stocks where they have a history of increasing their dividend on an annual basis to help fight inflation, balance portfolio, and then also having a good portion of your retirement income coming from lifetime sources that you can outlive, like Social Security or pension or your own annuitized income. We'll talk about that at seminars coming up. You can learn more about upcoming wealth preservation retirement planning seminars at robblack.com. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. He's a CFP, stands for Certified Financial Planner. It's his designation that makes him a fiduciary. He works in his client's best interest. You're listening to me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. Again, I'm doing some events this weekend. I'm giving up my Saturday. I dedicate it to a lot of information for you. You'll get a ton of information 
Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You can sign up for a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event in the morning, a Wealth Accumulation Money 102 event in the afternoon, a lot of new content, a lot of new material. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. I'm sending out today an email on uh, Warren Buffett's Top 25 Quotes, which I want you to really get used to the concept of believing in something and not just reacting to something. We had a call this segment where the guy's like, hey, should I invest in 3D printing? And I said, yeah, but you should also be diversified before you do that and know that there's a lot of risk there. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220. You can sign up for the event this weekend in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Two events, one for wealthy, one for accumulated wealth. Sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. We'll take a break here. Be right back and tell you what's happening on the market. Try to see everything from a financial angle. Tiger Woods has got a big tournament coming up this weekend. He wins, Nike's screwed. They would have been so wise to re-sign him last year when he was down. Now, his deal is going to be bigger than the $20 million Rory McIlroy makes annually from Nike. Nike's going to have to pay up. Is that a story that will move the stock lower? I, I don't know. It could. Is it a problem? It's a good problem to have. If your you know, advertising client wins a big tournament, and he's having a great year, bad weekend. But you get the idea. You yourself have to understand that everything's product. You have to. Otherwise, you're doomed to fail, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. A couple things that I totally believe in is children and animals. A couple weeks ago, there was a horrible story out of, I believe, Venice, California, where five teenagers were all killed in a car accident. Two of them siblings. Down the road, we're going to have a Google car that will stop that. Right now, some insurance companies will give you cheaper rates if you're willing to install in your vehicle a GPS system so they can tell if you're speeding or not. I think that's fascinating. I love how business develops and evolves. If you ever have children, the last thing that you ever want to happen is to have to bury them. I could deal with my dad dying. Not a problem. He smoked, he drank, he was in the military. Probably exposed to some bad chemicals in his life. That makes sense. 
it does not make sense in any way, shape, or form to bury a child. So Google Cars, you know, if you were to have a baby today, there's a pretty good chance they may not have to learn how to drive like you drive. Right? Are you with me, against me? Got to choose a side. Is Google a car company to invest in? Is Apple a company to invest in? Apple has an antitrust suit right now over ebooks set for trial. Trial stems from an antitrust suit brought last year by the Justice Department, which accused Apple of helping hatch the scheme of ultimately, you know, before they launched the iPad, of trying to get publishers to lower their prices. The marketer of ebook readers. You know, you've got what Apple, you've got Amazon. Apple versus Amazon price fixing. There's a story there. There's some drama there. You never want to compete. You never want to compete with the U.S. government. Government workers are set on a salary. They don't get bonuses for winning or losing cases. Government antitrust regulators, they can get presidents reelected by saying Microsoft is bad company, bad company, Windows Monopoly. Ever since that Windows Monopoly case, it's taken... Microsoft 10 plus years to, to, to reland themselves as far as the stock goes. So Merck's got a new drug out that helps you potentially live cancer free, kills your cancer, tells your immune system to attack it as far as melanoma goes. This is a good time to look at Merck, Bristol Myers, Roche. There's a lot of promising drugs in the oncology world. To use the phrase cured from skin cancer tells you that you may want to look at GlaxoSmithKline. You may want to look at Merck. Advances are moving so rapidly right now that we decoded the genome, I believe in the late 90s, and we had a lot of failures. We had a lot of high-profile drug flops that we haven't had you know, a major breakthrough since the COX-2 inhibitors for managing pain. Anyhow and anyway, uh, immune-boosting drugs have potential far above melanoma. Amgen's testing an anti-cancer virus that so far produced tumor shrinkage in 26% of melanoma patients. Merck's a much hardier 30% plus. Does that mean you should go lay out in the sun and lather up with some popcorn butter this weekend? Up to you. I don't tell you how to live your life. All I can tell you is that retirement's going to be a lot more expensive than you think. Intel gets a victory today as they get their chips put in some Samsung phones. Might be HTC phones. Forgive me. I'm talking a little bit too quickly this morning. I don't know. There's a lot of news out there today. What happens when the Fed hits the brakes and starts to slow down their purchase of debt? What happens when the Federal Reserve starts to raise interest rates? It's going to change things. It's going to change things dramatically. And it's going to be like a Game of Thrones episode where it's going to be bloody. And you're going to go, what just happened here? Because you're going to feel a little bit dazed and confused, a little shock and awe, so to speak. 
Can you believe the Fast and Furious beat out After Earth? Will Smith no longer all that dominant? Now you see me, now you don't. Number two at the box office. Is Will Smith the next Apple? A fallen star. Can he get back up on his feet? Right? Starbucks under a little scrutiny today for brewing coffee with toilet water in Hong Kong. It's not so much toilet water. It's a tap that's dedicated to them getting water to brew coffee. But it's right next to a urinal. That's a little shocking. You know, I talked about that car crash in Southern California that killed five teenagers. Number one cause of, uh, number one killer of teenagers now? It's no longer drinking and driving. It's texting and driving. We need to put a stop to that. A teenager today is presumed dead after being swept over a 600-foot waterfall at California's Yosemite National Park on Saturday. The dude went to the park with a church group. He was swimming about 150 feet from the edge of a fall. I call that Darwinian. It's tragic, but it's Darwinian. Don't swim next to a a waterfall. Or you will suffer the consequences, potentially. And the consequences aren't pretty. Now again, I start the segment by saying five teenagers die and it's a tragedy for a parent. Makes no sense. Their lives will never be the same again. Two siblings killed in a car accident. Google's working on a self-driving car. Be cautious, people. Again, I can't say that enough. Whether it be with your retirement, whether it be with investing, don't rush into things that you're not prepared for. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. First hour, I talked a little bit about 7-Eleven, and it's a publicly traded company. It's called 7-I Holdings. It's traded on foreign markets. It's a Japanese company that basically owns 7-Elevens. I think you pay for the convenience of a convenience store. And I could say that till I'm blue in the face. People will shop the way they want to shop. There's a lot of expansion for this company coming in China, Thailand, and Vietnam. And again, if you can brew your own coffee, do. If you can live out without those bagel bite pizzas and get them this weekend at Safeway when you have a little extra time on your hand, do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Manufacturing in the United States, a horrific number. American manufacturing unexpectedly enters its worst contraction since June of 2009. That's a good thing if you want the Fed to not taper. It's a bad thing if you want to... What is a bad thing? If you want instant gratification. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about... It's one thing that I pride myself on this show is I do try to make it your show. Manufacturing numbers awful, but on one hand, on the other hand, I'm teaching you that we're looking for a one-handed economist because there's no right answers when it comes to business and investing, and compromise is the only way of looking at things. 
Apple's down pretty big today, tied towards that antitrust trade. They're going to announce a radio service in the next seven days. It's pretty widely known. They're also going to have a developer's conference in ten days. That, too, is pretty widely known. Seven days, the tenth. There's some market moving news there. Will it move it? Don't know. Got a big event coming up this weekend that I'll talk about these events and more. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the morning in Palo Alto at the X Lodge. All Things Financial Investing 102. 102 more advanced than usual. Sign up at robblack.com. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to Rob Black talking all things financial. This was a song that meant the world to me. In my 20s. Salisbury Hill. Kind of depicts a hill that maybe historically Christ climbed or maybe he didn't. Where he kind of was like, I'm kind of a big deal. I'm the son of God. and I need to do good things and be great. There's stories that Christ had doubts as a teenager. I'm like, I don't remember that. Grown up Catholic. But it's interesting to note, his heart was going boom, boom, boom. His He needed to change the scenery. This is a song about Peter Gabriel leaving Genesis, but he makes a parallel to, you know, Jesus saying, i got to step up and do this Son of God thing. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea, I think. You have to challenge yourself. Every five years or so, I get bored, and I start some sort of new project. You have to challenge yourself as an investor. In the 1990s, I was in love with tech stocks, and I had to challenge myself to diversify. We got a call earlier today talking about student loan debt and what's the government going to do. And he kind of said it in a snarky kind of way, and I mean this with respect. Snarky's okay. Like, I'm, I get it. But don't assume that you know something that the stock market doesn't. I think he was assuming the stock market's going to crash when student debt crashes. I don't know. I, I didn't have time to get into his you know, thoughts on that. And I said something off the cuff where I said, I believe that Congress, if you elect me as a congressman, I would, you know, one of the things I would try to do is try to force or lower the retirement age. I know, give away more retirement money so that would clear the way for younger people to start jobs and start their careers so they could build into a higher salary over their lifetime, which would probably create higher taxes. Home prices have fallen at such a rate. Home prices have risen. Home prices have fallen. When do we do this story? 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010? So we've seen both sides of this coin. Now we're seeing the coin where home prices are rising again. Super hot from 2000 to 2006. Super cold from 2006 to 2011, 12. 
There's a U.S. finance and economics editor at The Guardian, and she says the housing recovery may be dubious. What looks like a housing recovery to the rest of us could be a trap. Now, again, you have to challenge yourself to hear this. I own real estate. Sweet, it's going up. But I don't want to read this. I want to have a Mexican vacation. I don't want to hear this. But I have to read it. Her name's Heidi Moore. She's columnist at Newsweek Daily Beast, author of Better, Stronger, Faster, The Myth of the American Decline, The Rise of the New Economy. She says banks and investors are propping up their recovery, not real buyers. Banks now own a large percentage of available homes for sale because of foreclosures, and they're controlling the supply to artificially increase prices. That tells me I want to go out and buy a bank, because if that's true, sweet. That tells me my real estate might go down, so I'm going to hedge it by buying the bank. It doesn't make sense to her, the volume of home sales. Banks are less reluctant to approve mortgage requests unless borrowers have high credit scores. Banks are lean. Tighter lending requirements have also forced Americans to responsibly pay down debt. Now more individuals are in position to go out and buy these houses at higher prices, at higher rates, with more money down to the banks. That's a positive. Yes, Americans have become smarter about their finances, but we still are in love. What the world needs now. You're thinking, is love sweet love? No. What the world needs now is not another love song. So don't fall in love with what you're seeing in housing. I know. I know. You will. Just like last year, there was a big TLC push to get gold mining. I'm going to go to Alaska and mine for gold. I'm going to sift the river. And the gold prices flop. With oil and natural gas doing so well, TLC orders a ton of, I'm going to go out and strike oil rich, reality shows. So basically, whatever's happening on the Learning Channel or Discovery, do the opposite. Flipping, Flip My Home was popular in 2006, 2007, 2008, basically telling you the stock market's going to crash or the housing market was going to crash. I know you're saying, Rob Black, you are certifiable genius or just certifiable. I know I fall on both sides for a lot of you. Car sales are back. That's the big economic story today. On the other side, manufacturing is weak in the United States. Cars trump manufacturing. Fox Scissors paper. Manufacturing weak basically says Fed will have an excuse to keep rates low. You with me against me? Choose a side. 800-516-1220. Big event coming up this weekend in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, a wealth preservation retirement planning event. It's five bucks. One ticket will get you two. So come up, bring a friend. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Wealth preservation retirement planning. You work from age 20 to 60 and you manage it from 60 to 85 when you're probably going to die. I don't know your age that you're going to die, but some people are going to die today. It might be you. Money 101, all things financial in the afternoon. No, no, it's Money 102. I've actually changed it up. Some of you have moaned and groaned, like, when are you going to do another new seminar? Well, I've added a new seminar for you. Now, you do your job and show up before I quit. 
I quit. I can't quit you. Okay? You can sign up for either event at Elks Lodge Palo Alto at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm getting ready to jump off air and go record a TV spot. I'll post it on YouTube later today. You can find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Take care. Have a good day. You've been listening to Rob Black and Your Money. expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street business. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.